0: Hello and welcome to Sabertown Podcast. Um, We are coming to you raw and unfiltered across many different platforms, but being made for the Podcast.com. So go check it out and you will find all our podcasts there and much, much more. It's the one-stop sobriety shop. And I'm Karina Karina Dottie Potts, and today I'm joined with the lovely Shiki. Hello.
1: Hello, Dottie. How are you doing? All right?
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I was going to try and do like a kink intro and sort of give it the big one, but I just, I thought I'd get it all wrong, so I thought I'd leave it.
0: Okay, then. <laughs> she's been good. She's, been, I've been so, she's done lots this week, hasn't she? Bless her.
1: She's done some good ones. Yeah, she's she's been yeah. busy. She's been really busy. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all good. I've, I'm better than last time anyway. I've got my got mojo back now. I was a bit down last time. So yeah. I've perked up a bit now, a lot a lot more from that our last, our last conversation. So, yeah, you're good.
0: Good. So, were you two weeks now? Is it two weeks that you've done?
1: No, I think I'm on three weeks.
0: Is it three weeks already? Yeah, wow.
1: hang on. I, yeah. I, and the good thing, I mean, if you can try and get any kind of positives out of resetting, it'll be that your milestones now come thick and fast. So, you get, oh, 22 days. There you go.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: I, time flies. That's, um, 22 days, but i like to still look at it that I've only had five days of drinking in the last 250. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's just going yeah. Yeah. No, four, four, days, sorry, four days of drinking. Yeah. So don't
0: don't that yeah. day for one night. Yeah. And and that's that's it, isn't it? That you've you've had more days of not drinking and you're sort oh, of repairing yeah. and healing. Um it was just a blip.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got loads of sober days in the bag now, under the belt. It's, you know, it's a progress. He's learning every time. Uh, they're building up. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've still got that sobriety feeling. I, mean, I did lose it, obviously, for a, a little while, but it came back. It's not like when you when you first stop drinking like, after years of it, it takes a good 30 days to get any kind of real notice. When you're you know, trying to crawl out of that pit, it takes 30 days uh, at least. And it doesn't really take like until 100 days as you know, mm. until you start really getting the benefits of sobriety. But after just like a three-day blip, it didn't take obviously that long to get back to sobriety. I was back within being... Saying that, it, it took longer than I thought. It still took probably about eight to nine days, really, to actually mm. to get back to being like full sobriety, you know, um, which was surprising. I thought it would be maybe three or four. But, yeah, just, just like a three-day, which really is, is, is equivalent to a weekend of drinking, it took me like you know nine days to get my mojo back, like the, the mood back, the happiness back, the spring back, the sleeping back. That's the big thing. You, you wouldn't believe how how much is sleep is affected by just like a weekend's worth of drinking. Unbelievable. Mm. So it was an eye-opener. Um, and I said to you when I spoke to you the other day on the phone that I've I mean, I've always wanted to be a weekend drinker, like you know, if I could have sus if I, was, if I could have mastered that aspect of drinking like years ago. I'd still be doing it now. I'd, I'd be doing it to the day I died, just doing, being a weekend drinker and living happily um, mm-hmm. uh, on, on just three days, you know, Saturday. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and then having the week off of drinking. And, uh, you know, I truly would have believed that if I didn't drink Monday to thir- Monday to Friday, those five days I would have been sober. But you're not, do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, you're sober in a sense that you're not drinking Monday to Thursday. But all you're doing is recovering. And I've just, mm. I've learned that. If now, I'm actually pleased in a certain way that I've had this little relapse because it's made me realise now that weekend drinking isn't being sober. Um, and I've, I've noted the days down. Um, you said make a mental note or a, a diary of, of, of how things were, um, And I've, I've noticed that, you know, if you, if you put your last drink down on a, on a Sunday, um, your recovery starts on Monday. And you're mm. all you're doing you're all week, you're just recovering until until the Friday and you start again. Um, I mean, so I've I've noted my days down. So say say I put my last drink down on the Sunday. Uh, I've been yeah. drinking a SAT. So I've been drinking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, put my drink down, last drink down Sunday night. Okay, so the next day, as you imagine, I just felt like deaf. Do you know what I mean? That was that was your hangover, that was just deaf all day long, which we expect that anyway, Monday morning. Mm. <laughs> Back to the old days of a Monday morning, the crap day.
0: Yeah, oh, uh, I remember these well. But you're thinking that, oh, no, what have I done?
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know I did drink a lot. I wanted to get that feeling. That was my plan. Um, yeah. But I've still drunk a shitload in the past. So Sunday was my biggest day of the week anyway uh, for drinking. Um, so Monday was just a normal routine, expected hangover, just that shit feeling. I, I, just, wanted the to, I just wanted the day to end, you know. And that was, that was my normal every, day, every Monday anyway. Um, but I've made more of a mental log and a mental diary now of the mm. process of what happens after a weekend of the drinking. Um, Tuesday mate, yeah, it's still pretty just... I'm comparing this to sobriety, do you know? What I mean? I'm comparing the, the, the complete chalks and cheese of how it changed. I haven't changes from one hand to the other. Um, yeah. Even on the Tuesday, still had a headache. Still no mojo. Still in a bad mood. Just a bit pissed off. Um, still wasn't sleeping, of course. Um, and then the Wednesday, yeah, still a bad mood, really. Um, just a bit down, glum. Get, not my mojo back at all, really. Still not back in the game. Um, Thursday, saying I still had you know, a bit of a bad mood, was it? Compared to what I've had for the last seven months, you know, I was yeah. still a bit, a bit down in the dumps.
0: You must have really noticed it, having gone from that to then... Yeah that must have been yeah
1: but years ago you would have noticed that so the Mm. first i'm still feeling in a sort of a down mood um friday i noted right friday so i work in the shop with my daughter um the equivalent of friday was the first day i started cracking a few jokes you know that was the Mm. first day i started lighting up and sort of being a bit silly, being a bit more fun, you know? That's taking me five days to get to that stage. Now, people that do weekend drinking, they're probably just starting to feel good on the Friday. They're just starting to feel a little bit better off their recovery from Sunday night, and bang, they're back on it again. They're back on the piss. And, and they think they've had a week off. And they, Don't get me wrong, it's, been, they've been, it's better doing it that way because they're giving their liver a break, they're giving their body a rest, etc. Um, but as far as their mood goes and their mentality and their sleep goes, all they're doing is, is recovering from that last drink on Sunday. Um, so on Friday, I'm just, just starting to feel a little bit good. Not, I'm not reaching the at all yet. I'm just starting to feel a bit good. Um, Saturday, again, I started to feel better. Um, actually, no, Saturday was no, – Saturday, I started to feel better, but still tired. I was still sort of in a better mood, but my tiredness – is I hadn't caught up on my sleep because the rest of the week's sleep I was wake up at like three in the morning. And I think, fucking hell, like, I've, I've been sleeping like a baby for the last seven months. And I love my sleep of sobriety. And I'm struggling to get asleep. Um, mm. waking up in the middle of the night, still a bit clammy in the mornings, which I never was. And this is on the back of a weekend of drinking. I was still sort of catching up on my sleep on the Saturday. Um, and then and this, is, uh, this is
0: real evidence, isn't it? That you know, when we talk about sleep and how alcohol affects sleep, and people don't always sort of believe it, especially when they're first starting out in their sobriety, when we talk about um, sleep and alcohol. Um, but you've just wow. really proved it. It's um,
1: wow, wow, huge difference. seriously, seriously, this, this sleep. I mean, yeah, it's nothing like when, when I first stopped after drinking, like every you know, seven day a week for 20 years then yeah i couldn't sleep i'll sleep on like two or three hours but that's no comparison you can't that was proper detox and withdrawal you can't compare that to what i just went through the last week but it still just messed my sleep up and it it, it took longer than i thought to come back um so then by the sunday uh start sunday I, was about, I, made, I made a diary sunday was the first day i started sort of having a bit of spring on my step and like if a song comes on the radio, you start having a little chirp along to the, you know, to the songs, having a little, sort of, little, little sing, you know, little dance around. That was the first day when I felt quite alive again. And that's what I've been feeling for the last seven months. You know, like, you start messing around, like you sort of dance in the kitchen on your own sort of thing. You know I mean, we all do it, do you know what I mean? The song comes on the yeah. radio, you start got a bit of a spring in your step, you know? Um, that was the first day, really, I started sort of feeling like that, you know, back to normal, but I still hadn't caught on my sleep. And then the Monday, and this is the thing, like the Monday... I was absolutely buzzing now. right? My, my, my sobriety was back. You know, when you get that nice feeling, is that, you know, you really are, you're really happy, you know, that natural happy. I was back. I was, apart from, in the afternoon, I was still getting a little bit tired early in the afternoon. I wasn't quite full throttle, but I was buzzing. Now, on that Monday, the weekend drinkers, they're now back to feeling like death. Yeah. I mean, they've not even, they've not even yeah. touched it. They've not even, no. they've, they've not even touched sobriety. Is that an, And I would have happily lived my life, living like that if I could have been if I could have mastered weekend drinking. But I've realised that they're just as much in a fucking pit and a rut as what a seven day week drinker are. They just don't know it. They're in that same cycle of, I mean, I was in a cycle of eat, sleep, drink, repeat, twenty four hours a day. But they're in a cycle of eat, sleep, drink, repeat. Just got a little four gap in the mirror and they're spreading it out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's it's it's, yeah. it's unbelievable really
0: i mean yeah i, mean, I, I on that, um on. so i was gonna say i think you've hit a really really important point there um mm. you know that a lot of people say oh i haven't got a drink problem because i don't drink every day i haven't got Bang. a drink problem because yeah. i don't drink in the morning you know Bang, it, yeah. it, it's it's rubbish you drink drinking you have a drink problem mm. it's an addictive substance and that binge drinking and we do take it i know in the health fields are take it seriously we do look at well you don't drink every day but do you binge drink you know and I, th- I think coming I mean, back to the Gabor Matty thing is that, that an addiction is anything that gives you a temporary relief but leads to long-term problems but the problem is we don't mm. always see it do we when we're in that loop we don't we don't see it but I, I no, think when we they, get, don't when see it, it, they don't no and we didn't you know it's when it cut until it got really bad and then there comes a point where you have to kind of see it um, but it is a problem, and there was something that Jay said um, on um, King's podcast that I really loved, and it was like, "This isn't a pissing competition," and I, that really struck me because so many times it's almost like our little egos. When we're going to sobriety, our little egos start going, and it's like, "Well, I drank more than you," or "I started drinking in the morning," or "Oh, I spent more money than you on alcohol." And I've noticed that no, even in the no, sober it's not community, at all. but it's not competition, no, I don't and like it's to really about no, and it's but our ego is always going to kick in a little bit, you know, at times. And, and I think that's really important to make. it. It's not a competition. It is. Um, it's you don't. I mean, I've had issues with AA in the UK in the past that um, I know people that have gone and they've been told they don't drink enough in order to be, have a drink problem. So that is a bit of an issue. I know it's very, very different in the States, thank goodness. Um, but there are places in the UK where it can be a bit difficult. And I, I think if alcohol's given you a problem, no matter how much you drink, if you want to stop it, it's a problem and you need support and, and need to do it.
1: Bang on. Mm. Well, it is because I mean, I look at other people who drink, people I know, know in my life and people I see on the app, they drink more than what I used to. And I think bloody hell. I think I've got problems. Jesus, that's okay. But then I look at other people that drink, think you, yourself, you're the bottle of wine a night person. Mm. I, look, I think, well, that's not so bad. If I could drink a bottle of wine a night, I'd be quite happy with that. But then how long would it have been until your one bottle of wine moves to one and a half bottles of wine? Do you know what I mean? How long would it then be from your one and a half moves to two bottles? And that's the way I progressed. I mean, I stopped drinking beer in my ha- indoors at home a long time ago um, because it wasn't getting to the spot. So I was, I was then drinking more wine instead. Then, after a while, wine wasn't enough. So, then I was in adding more whiskey to my evening routine. Then, after that, I was in adding more wine. So, even though someone might only be drinking one bottle of wine a night, it doesn't matter because that's the start of. I bet you didn't wake up one day and start drinking one bottle of wine from day one, did you? You probably started with a glass of wine a night and then two glasses of wine a night. It must have taken you a period of time to get to that one bottle. It's just that you got off, off the wagon sooner rather than later so in terms of people saying, i drink a bottle of vodka a day like i say it's it's not a competition because eventually you will all gradually start drinking more and more that's only natural um so yeah it's not a competition at all um it's just where you want if you can't give it up then it's a problem do you know what i mean um i I now i've got a lot of respect for people uh binge drinkers um that only drink weekends that are trying to give it up i see some people on the app not many um, and they just drink weekends. I think, fucking hell, what are you doing driving on this app for? That's all right. Well, you're okay only drinking weekends. Fucking give up. Don't, don't bother them, like, trying to get it. You're fine. But now I understand that they've recognized it. They've recognized it. They yeah. must be feeling a bit down all week. And they've obviously rec- recognized the cycle and they're trying to get out of that loop. In, in, a, in a funny way, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, well, that, that's probably even worse than me because they, they drink three times a week and they're happy when they're drinking they've then got four days of being a bit or four nights of probably being a bit miserable. At least when I was drinking seven days a week, I was happy seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was happy mm-hmm. seven nights a week. When I was drinking for like sort of three or four hours a day, I was happy. Yeah, at yeah. least I was happy for seven nights. They're only happy for three nights. The other four nights, they're a, they a bit miserable. But don't get me wrong. That's not an advert for it because, you know, if I'm drinking three hours a day, the other 21 20 hours, they were bloody rubbish. Um, but yeah. that's, they're still in a cycle, do you know? What I mean, they're still in the shit pit cycle as the rest of us Yeah, cycle.
0: it was, and I, it was and really think, interesting. Yeah, and I think a lot of us, we start off with it being happy. I mean, I, I was a bottle of wine, at a girl night, for sort of about 22 years. You know, towards the end, it was a couple of bottles a night, and there would be spirits on top, and then there will be binging at the weekend as well. Because, as you say, it just gradually escalates and escalates and escalates. And I certainly wasn't happy. In in the end um, of my drinking, no. I was very alone, very isolated. Oh. You know, it's just it it's awful. And um, I'm I'm really quite excited actually to hear that there are people on the I am Sabre app who are binge drinkers because I'm thinking, yeah, good, good for you, you know, good for you. And and as you say, it probably is harder for them and it's probably gonna be harder for them to give up because I suspect people that are binge drinkers are people that go out and party at weekends. And yep. so it's going to be a great big shift initially to, the, well, you know, to their social life as well. So it must be really quite hard.
1: They're just counting down the clock till Friday. You know, they're mm. just, just counting the clock down uh, when Friday comes. And I must admit, if I did manage to master the art of um, drinking weekends only, I think that actually would be more dangerous for me. Because I know what would happen. Come Friday, bang, i will probably start drinking at lunchtime. You know, I'll, I'll hit it hard. And I'll drink heavy Friday. Then I'll drink heavy Saturday. Then I'll drink heavy Sunday. I'll be drinking. I'll probably get a, a week's worth of all weekend anyway. So yeah,
0: yeah. I just, and I think oh, we I'm, know, Shiki. We can't moderate. We've done it. We've tried it. We've tested yeah. it. We just cannot moderate. <laughs> know,
1: you've podcasted
0: yeah. it. You've done it. We've done it. We can't do it.
1: But, and like you, you mentioned about sort of happiness, like you know, you, you it starts off being happy drinking doesn't it but then in the end when the fun goes the fun completely goes in not I mean the only time I was really happy to be fair was when I had a drink in my hand like I only drunk for like say three hours a day like sort of eight o'clock till eleven o'clock you know or you know that, that time of night but when you're drinking whiskey and wine you can drink a lot of it you know um but I used to be sad all the time I don't know about you but I mean I was drinking seven days a week for a bloody long time uh and in the end i I was sad all the time. I always had like an, an inner sadness. Do you know what I mean? Like even though you'd sort of being chirpy and happy at work and you're talking, you're doing, going about your business, you're functioning. Um, you're not happy either. You're not happy. Go on.
0: I was gonna say, when I I wasn't ever I think at the end I was never happy with even a drink in my hand. It was relief because I needed it. Mm. It was a physical mm. and emotional addiction, it was a relief. But actually, even at the end, I didn't even like, I didn't even enjoy opening the bottle of wine. I didn't even like the taste of wine mm. anymore. Um, and, but I stuck with wine because I'd probably drink less alcohol consumption than if I had spirits because mm-hmm. I was needing the alcohol and spirits would have been drinking a lot, lot heavier. I actually didn't even want wine i didn't even like the taste at the end i was just doing it because i had
1: to That's, you know what you've hit the nail on the head there you, you're doing it because you had to i was just saying there was times when i didn't want it but it just it just had to do it um i mean i used to get home from work i'd do what i was doing ever you know maybe a run have a shower over have have dinner and then i I'd, I'd be sad and depressed um and then as soon as i had my first drink bang i was happy it was like not, is, that, is that relief Relief, you know, yeah. Really, oh, I don't oh, yeah. what my routine was. I used to have um, the first drink of the night, I'd say it's about eight o'clock maybe. I'd have like a large whiskey and Coke. That would be like the in secret, that would be like a hidden one. And I'd, I'd drink that and straight away I'd be like, oh, that's better. Mm. Uh, cause I've been sad all day. Like, I've had a hangover all morning, recovering all day. And that'd be a relief of drinking it. Uh, and then, and again, this is not a, p- a pissing competition, but I'll, I'll then go and drink a couple of bottles. i drink two bottles of wine. Uh, I'll drink the first bottle in the other room where we've got another TV. When I can see me drink it, cause I'll drink it quick. Um, yeah. you get like a big, uh, those great big glasses. You get like, sort of like two and a half glasses out of a, a bottle. i would drink two bottles of wine and then I'd have, uh, another whiskey, a large whiskey and Coke at the end of the night. Um, and that'd be my routine. So two bottles of wine and, and two little whiskey and Coke. So that's my routine. Uh, Monday to Thursday midweek um, and then weekends it would be more than that you wouldn't really you know, count but and it's just standard and it, it, did, it, didn't, it didn't I think wake up one day and suddenly think right well, I want to drink two bottles of wine and two whiskers and cokes it just gradually got there you know sort of I've cast my mind back to I say eight years ago seven years ago it would have been two cans of beer and two glasses of wine you know and then mm. it sort of moved on to sort of a, a bottle of wine and one can of beer it just gradually it got to that stage a very gradual 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 and it wouldn't have been long before I would have dropped the bottle of wine it would have been one bottle of wine and four whiskey and cokes and then eventually it would have been no wine and just a whiskey you know all, all whiskey yeah it's yeah. going about that way but I've, and that, that's that that's how it was I mean I've got off it I mean I mean I think when I spoke to you on my first time I've done a podcast, I, I said Natalie was out and I, I drank three bottles of wine and a whiskey and coke and I was surprised. Um I wasn't surprised at how much I drunk. Um I was surprised in the manner in which I drank it because I was just staying in on my own with three daughters watching TV and a film. I drank three bottles of wine and a, a large whiskey and coke well bloody, that's not right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we was going out or at a party or people around then yeah you could drink that but I just I was—it was surprising me in the circumstances and what I was drinking on the volume I was drinking. I thought that just—that wasn't right, you know. No. And, and that was—that was two days before I give up. And I then—I the think the day before I give up, I worked out. I never used to work out what I used to drink weekly. I know I drank two bottles of wine every night, but it's, it's, it's stupid. But I was put blinkers. on, put my head in the sand, and not really work out what I was drinking. And I, I worked back the last seven days from when I from when I quit. And it was like 17 bottles of wine and nearly two bottles of scotch in a week. And I thought, that's wow. it. That's, and that's it. And that was a regular thing. It's not a competition. I'm not again, it's not, no. it's not, but that that was where I was at. That was where I was at in my life. And i was fucking kidding me. I was dying. It was like it was just death, you know. It was just sadness all the time. It was just complete sadness uh, until I got that first whiskey. Bang, then I was buzzing <laughs> again. I was all right, I was happy with that
0: yeah because that was the draw was being coped with isn't it and sort of the psychological and emotional stuff but you do you just feel dead inside and it's a great example there of how things just gradually build up and build up and how we want more and more and more and um You know, which is a bit like us in in life, isn't it? You know, you get a Mini, want a Porsche, you know, we want a car, but then we want the next one or we want a motorbike. We we always want something better. And I think in sobriety, that's one of the nice things is we learn to just accept what we've got and things for what it is. And you just talking about circumstances, you know, I used to always, you know, a lot of people know I have a lot of regret that, you know, that I drank all of Jack's grain life and childhood um and but I was just talking today actually about how the old me if I went anywhere even when Jack was a kid or even as as he got older the old me if we were going anywhere it would always be biased on is there wine there is there beer there you yeah. know, I used to go to the yeah. play the playground with him that was near a shop so I could get a bottle of bud on a summer's day and sit and yeah. drink a bottle of bud at the park yeah oh, that's horrible yeah you know, do, a,
1: like that. it's it's terrible just, terrible
0: yeah your life evolved you know, around alcohol your
1: life evolved around the whole thing
0: yeah
1: um i was telling a story i was dating uh, this misty, and it was um we, we used to go to the theater quite a bit and um my daughter's dance, and uh, once a year they they used to go to a stage, uh, do a West End show uh, in London on stage. Then once a year they'd do a local show, and then we used to go to the theatre a couple of times a year anyway. Um, I think I said to you my first podcast, like when we used to go to the theatre, I used to, when the announcement used to come through, like, oh the movie, you know, it's about to start in five minutes, but take like, your I used to absolutely shit myself, I was so much. So I then had to mm. spend an hour without a not go to the bar. Uh, yeah. I used to hate it. And I used to then go to the bar, quickly get two red wines, pour it into a plastic cup, which they gave as a walk into the, like, the, the theatre. I said, I'll have like half a pint of red wine. But then I'd still panic, because that wouldn't be enough, because that would go within the hour, and I couldn't mm. get another one. So what, what I started to do, I started to take my a like, little miniature red wines, um, so, like, in little bottles in my, in my pocket. So when we got into the theatre, I'd have half a pint of red wine, that'll go, and then I'll pour myself a little miniature one out. Then Natalie saw me doing it, and she went, oh, what are you doing? Wasn't having a go at me, she wanted one as well. So I had to give her one. I had to give her a bottle. So the two bottles I took with me, I'll share with Natalie. So then I started taking like four bottles of red wine with me to the Mm. theatre just so that I didn't have to like go. When when we got in the show, I I didn't have to get out and go to the bar. I could like top my glass up during the show. And there there was one time, right, we, um, we went to school holidays. We went to London for the day. Um, just a day out in London. Done the whole London thing. We went to like Madame Swords in the morning, uh meal, and then at a theatre in the afternoon. Uh, it was me and Nat in the free go. They don't little them. Yeah. We um, we got to the theatre. And there was the first ones. Yeah, I think it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory we were seen actually. There was the first ones. Yeah, the doors were closed. So we started queuing up. There was a big queue. And then when the door's open, we're well, his first one's in and like, they open the door and the man's there, his hat and big towels and suit and everything going on, he's checking for tickets. And he started doing a bag search. And I thought he was checking for, like, sort of, I don't know, weapons or bombs, like terrorist kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But he wasn't. He was checking for alcohol. He's, he's opening, like, a, a, a little sort of like, rucksack we've been carrying <laughs> all there, the food and, and snacks and stuff like that and, like, bits for oh, the kids man. and, like, he got my bag. Yeah, you gotta have a look. He's, he, he's got in my bag. He's pulled out a little bottle of red wine. And he's gone. sorry, so you can't take that in. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, mate, I'm sorry about that. And he's going, to got any more in there? <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, I, might, I might, have, might have. Yeah, go and have a look. And he, he's gone and he started putting them out. He pulled out eight bloody bottles of wine. Right? <laughs> eight bottles of, of red wine. He's put them on the side by the entrance. You know, everyone's looking. It's like a posh place. Like Everyone's like sort of all dressed up, to, you know, to go to the theatre. And I'm holding the queue. I was like, eight fucking bottles of red wine on the side. And he's so looking at me. I just say, what the fuck am you doing? I'm like, what? What can I do? It's like it's so embarrassing. I just wanted to thought like, no, yeah. there's all this wine stacked up to, yeah. to make sure I have enough supplies. Yeah, so i back to my yeah. little experiment, yeah. This will be the equivalent now to the Monday when the weekend drink is a feeling like death. Um, I'm now I'm you know, I'm so happy. I really don't know that, that's that sobriety feeling back, it really is. And I missed it so much. Um, and you I, you can't really sort of go OTT about it because you, you can't stop praising how good sobriety is. Like the people that don't have that feeling, it just, you know, it's, it's such a good feeling. When, when it hits you, it's not, it's not like it every day. Is it? You don't have that, you know, bang on feeling every day, but it comes to you. It comes in this sort of spontaneous kind of happiness inside. do you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. You go back to like the 90s, I, I was taking ecstasy like tablets and pills and stuff, like that. from the age of say, I don't know, 17 to 24, and um, those kind of things you have to keep topping up every two hours and the next day you felt like suicide for a week you know and mm. it's so not I was thinking that when I was when I was driving down to Cornwall from Hodley I was thinking that feeling I was thinking like this feeling is going to last all day and it's going to be there tomorrow as well and the day after and the day after <laughs> it's just that's a yeah. good feeling these people during weekends they, have, they haven't got it um yeah, so oh yeah, I had my first sober holiday, so that's what I was. I was so, driving down. so
0: then, yeah, yeah. you going to you went on holiday because yeah, last I time driving. we spoke, you'd had what you thought was going to be your first sober holiday. You had a relapse. You're feeling pretty shit about it. Yeah. You've learned some stuff, yeah. and then you've been away again for for your first sober holiday. So just tell us a bit about that and how you coped.
1: Yeah, so I was driving down, and that was a day when I was absolutely flying. I felt so good about myself. Um, and yeah, just got down there and just what a difference it all makes um with this you know sobriety feeling. I mean I'm actually gonna get a prize now for the amount of times I don't say sobriety in a podcast. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but last year we've done we've done the same holiday last year in Cornwall. Um and they've got a drink down a cider of are called Rattlers, as in Rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Um and it's lovely. It's like it's like have you heard of it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I've had it in the past.
1: Yeah. It's like a it's like a cloudy lemonade like a cloudy cider but it drinks like a sort of refreshing lemonade it's lovely um but it's six percent proof and if you drink a few of those you know all about it i mean i was and you know going like if you want to compare hodley's last year i was drinking those at sort of um beer o'clock i say about four o'clock in the afternoon i was starting on those i was drinking them like all evening like that was on tap and they didn't really get me drunk uh, so i was drinking them all, like, all night that was they were bloody lovely um but the next day, wow, well, Jesus Christ, you know all about it, like you've been hit with a hammer, you know, like your head's throbbing. So my holiday last year um was just the case of getting up, sorting this shit out, recovering, having half a pint of alcohol selves over your having half a pint of Baraka vitamin tablet, having some dry breakfast, recovering, getting and going sort of to the beach, playing with the kids and stuff, but it's an effort, isn't it? you know, you're doing it. Don't get me wrong. I've, okay, I've drunk a lot of over, you know, in the last 20 years, but when I was a dad, I was still doing dad stuff with the kids when I was been drinking. I have still been a good dad. I was still playing with them. I was still doing family stuff all the time, 100%, but not not really switched on. You know, I'm just going through the motions. It's a case of like, you're more doing it for them because you want them to have the memories of of playing as a child and their holidays, whereas myself, I wasn't really doing it for myself. Yeah. I was this year, I was doing it for me. I was doing it for everyone, you know. Um yeah. So yeah, last year, and it'll be in the case of you are doing your playing, you're doing your surfing in the sea, whatever, and then you get out, have your lunch, and then you need to lay down in the afternoon. I saw one o'clock. Uh, if you're on the beach, like kids, like, leave me alone, give me an hour. You lay down to recover again because you recovered in the morning. You've done your playing stuff, your family stuff, and then come one o'clock, you want you always to just lay down, like give me give me an hour, hours break, kids, just go and play on your own for an hour, you know, because you, you have to recover from the bloody raters I was drinking, um, mm. and then. When you do recover, all you're then thinking about is having another bloody drink. You know, you think, what's the time now? Okay, four o'clock, we start again. So you get, yeah. you're, in that, you're in that shit cycle. You sleep, drink, you pee. I, I hate it. Um, mm. But then this year, yeah, mate, it was just the whole lot. You know, you get up. I was getting up early. You know what I mean? having making breakfast with everyone. Packed lunch done. Uh, so we packed lunch done. Car loaded, boss, come kids, let's go. already, all I mean, we go to the beach and we play like all day long. And then there'd be no laying down in the afternoon, it'd be just continuous, continuous sort of up and go. I'll be like, I'll be more the kids, what, kids, what's next? Why have they going to me? Dad, Dan, Dan, I like kids, kids, let's go. just such a good hodley. Just it's such a, a better hodley when when you're sober, you know. Um mm. there was mm. one day, we went on a Saturday and there's one day like and this is what pisses me off because he still comes and you are agree with me on this one. Is it's on the Wednesday. We went to Padstow Harbour. is yeah. a little fishing village. Um, and it's beautiful, very picturesque. And you go down to the harbour and there's like bars and restaurants and cafes and um, pubs all on the all on the harbour side, all fresco, so everyone's drinking outside. And you know this feeling because, bang, you look at people drinking, oh, it looks nice. Do you know what I mean? And it did. I did look at it. I was romanticising about it. I was thinking oh, that looks nice, you know, I could just do sit in there now for like an hour or two or three hours, you know, there's someone, there was someone drinking Guinness there. I just thought how nice it would be just to put up a chair and just drink. Because when, when I drank Guinness, I, I used to drink Guinness and a Whiskey Chaser I think, oh, how nice would be to just sit there now like, for three hours and just drink whiskey and Guinness chasers. So uh, sorry, <laughs> Guinness Guinness and whiskey chasers. Um, mm. all I, was, I could just do it now. I not, but then I, I didn't because I was with the family. But I still get that feeling about it. You know, and that's the first thought I've had since I've relapsed. It pisses me off because as much as I love um, sobriety, you, you, it still creeps up and you get that, that that thought. And it's annoying. It's it's annoying. And then the next day, I mean, I was fine the next day, and then it pissed me off because we were doing a barbecue. We were staying like a lodge place. And it was, like, it was beautiful. Like all mod cons. It was lovely. It um, was a sea view. We had like a little sort of balcony, veranda area. We a barbecue there. So we'd done a barbecue for the night. And Natalie was getting the salad prepared. Um, and she had a glass of wine. A glass of white wine. And, and why not? Because she's on oh, it's a whole Sunday date. It's about five o'clock. It's baking hot. And I was getting a barbecue. Sauce and I was fucking, mate, I was bang. It hit me. It hit me so hard. Mm. It, I was just—I was climbing the flipping walls, and I was, I, I'm actually, I said I said I'm actually gagging for a beer, and she said, like is that why you're stomping about?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." So I just—I just kept my mouth shut for an hour. I just didn't say a word because I knew that if I did say something, I'd say something shitty. But it really pisses me off because after everything that I've just said about how good it is and how well how good I felt and the buzzing feeling, the rest of it. I, would have, I was climbing the walls and I was ready. I was even made, I was even getting ready to make the excuses in my head saying, right, I'm going to go for a run, get my running clothes on, go for a run and go straight to the pub and drink whiskey and wine for an hour. Do you know what I mean? It was that bad That's all yeah. I wanted to do and it pisses me off so much. It really does, you know. Um, and I've not really had that feeling since back in like the early days, like in the first 30 days we you had to fight it all the time. So having that relapse now, it it's resurfaced that, those feelings again, those thoughts, like, you know, the monsters out of the cage because pre the relapse, I wouldn't have got those feelings. If I did, I just batted it off and I like, dealt with it. But yeah. now it's coming on so strong because I've given the monster a little sort of, a little tickle. I've let him out. Mm-hmm. It was really testing me. And it just annoys me that I was so willing. I could have easily just gone tw- swimming in a bottle of whiskey when I've just had the best you know, a few days of my life, I've been buzzing. And so that's what really pissing me off. It just pisses me off that it hits yeah. you. Up,
0: do you know what I mean? You have, uh, you've stirred up the addict voice, haven't you? And it's going to be there now, yeah. and it's going to be doing its little tricks to things, but you know it's going to get better. But you say, it will, it's always there. I mean, I have been out for lunch today at Weatherspoons with with Jack and Zoff and Arthur, and I sat down, and in Weatherspoons they do their sort of, you know, their carries and their, their drink for nine quid or whatever. And I wanted a glass of wine. I so wanted a yeah. white glass of wine. Um, but it's just the romantic. How do you deal with it? You're, you're... Well, well, like you just said, because I'm where I am now, it, it, you mm. do just bat it off. Um, because, you know, I just, I, I, no, I verbalised it. I said, Jack, I really, really want a glass of white wine. And he looked at me and went, why and I said because that's what I associate with Wetherspoons I would come in here I'd have a glass of white wine with my meal and I'd do that two or three times a week after work like I could sometimes couldn't even wait to get home from work I'd go down to Wetherspoons at the end of the road where I worked to have wine and some and me evening meal and um and it was just that so I was able to just bat it away because because I can now but and did you say you could, um, you know, before this this relapse when you were at seven months? But now it's coming stronger and stronger again. Um, so how did you cope with it? How did you manage it?
1: Well, well, I just, I, like say, I just kept my mouth shut because um, it was, it put me in a bad mood. Um, I just, I mean, we sat down for dinner. I couldn't, the, the barbecue. We sat down and Natalie put the glass of wine on the table as well. I didn't say it was oh
0: sake. no.
1: I know. If the kids weren't there, I would have gone like, babe, like, do you mind just leaving that in the kitchen whilst we eat? But I didn't want to mm. say anything in front of the kids because like, I didn't want them, them to think their dad's struggling. Do you know I, mean? I didn't want to sort of say, I'll remove the wine plate. I didn't want them to sort of see that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but she put the wine on the table. I was like, for mm. fuck's sake, you know. Um, and I just, just kept my mouth quiet for the whole of the meal. Um, I ate loads of food and ate. I, I just filled myself up. I then had a coffee afterwards. I then had a shitload of chocolate, a load of sweets. I just ate myself out of it. Um, I, you know, I found I find if you have a coffee anyway, you can take the craving away. And I was just, I, blo- I feel myself, I was bloating at the end. I was, I was getting eating. I was just turned to, I think if I was turned to sugar. I just kept eating I of sugar. I was craving something. Like I put sugar into meat. And I was that's after like the hour, hour and a half, I was okay, I had a shower and stuff, and we settled down for the night and I was all right. I just kept... So I just I turned to that and that's how I got through it in the end. I, mean, I've, 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 I must admit, I have turned the corner since, I've just gone back to basics, back to my old ways of when I first quit and just, you know, go for your toolbox. And I actually had my birthday last week as well, I, mean, I was 47.
0: Oh. Happy and I got that. You kept that quiet. We probably—I've just not been on. IH,
1: but yeah. Uh, no, Happy I'm, not, birthday. I'm not really putting on there. Really, that was my first no. sober birthday. But me uh, we we had enough Barbie for that actually. I, I did get cravings for that, but they're getting easier now. They're getting back. They're getting back to sort of um, how they were when I first gave up. Um, but I mean, I look at people like yourself. I always—I thought you. I think you're done, you know. But you're you're still getting cravings as well. Um, but I mean, I look at other people on the app, you know, sort of, or on Sobertown as well. I won't mention their names, put any pressure on them. But I look at them, I think they're done. You know? I mean, they've, they're never drinking again. I think they've cracked it, you know. But me, I'm, I'm still on that progress. I'm still sort of working on things. You know? I've still got a lot of work to do. um, A lot of work, you know. Um, I'm going to start reading them I mean, out. I don't know. I've not read any, read any quickly at all yet. I know people say, you're going to laugh. I've not read nothing. I think um so i've i've, I've gone and bought that i'm not bought young I'm, 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 i was in order that any grace but bless her, i've been yep. speaking to sarah and from um elaine and sarah badass badass
0: mm, badass yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: this missus yeah yeah i, I was just been speaking listening to them to, uh, actually, they, were,
0: they were talking about your saber sex the other day <laughs> i was just listening to their podcast <laughs> yeah they were talking about the things that have improved and uh, yeah you've uh mate you're an internet hot star now about saber sex and hiding the sausage while saber and having a drink and a drinking voice.
1: Well, <laughs> well I am t- 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 not listening to it I was I listened to it this week. Um, but I'll tell you what, that is one of the other things as well. Hang on. I was get thirsty doing this. That was yeah. one of the other things as well. I now mean, there's there's a list as long as your arm um that for reasons for giving up drinking but that was one of them. i, I tell you this like, there was probably about two years before I was I give up drinking right There'd be a couple of times oh, I'm only 47. i was, somewhere else forty. I'm still like young and active, you know. I've been and Natalie been together for like 27 years, so we're still we're still active, we're still young enough for that. Um yeah. okay, maybe not a school, maybe not a school night, but weekends, yeah, now we're done. But there was um <laughs> there was like a couple of times where I'd wake up on a Sunday morning and I think like like, did we do it last night? Did, did we I couldn't remember, you know, and I think bloody hell, uh-huh. what was I drinking last night? And I couldn't remember. Um it happened a couple of times. It's happened more often. And then I made the fatal mistake, which i never done again, the fatal mistake of one morning, uh, I woke up, I couldn't remember, and I, I went, i oh, baby, did I moan in? Yeah, babe, last night, did we, um, you know, did we, did we, you know? And we have actually gone, seriously? <laughs> and just oh. like stormed off. <laughs> off. And stormed off. And I, said, I never, I mean, for all I know, like, you might have put in a best performance ever. And I can't remember. I made. I've never made that mistake again. I never, I've never asked her again. But it was. It was becoming more and more frequent that, like, I couldn't remember. Like on a Saturday or Sunday morning, like the night before, whether we had. And I think for fuck's sake. Like it's like the best part of the week, and I can't bloody remember it. So, what what I was doing in the end, I got a little plan together rather than ask her, because you can't keep asking any partner, can you? What what I've done is, when I go to bed, I only only wore my boxer shorts. i just go to bed and just boxer shorts. So, my little routine was, like I say on Sunday morning, I'd I'd wake up, I'd look under the duvet. If I have my boxer shorts on still, then that means no (laughs) action. But then, if I lift up the duvet, and I know boxes you're on bingo back in the net We've seen action. Oh no! <laughs> so that, was my, I, that was the only. It, it's terrible because that was the I check my pants. That the only way that a forty-five-year-old man knew whether or not he had a sex life was by checking his pants in the morning. Morning, <laughs> <it>. oh God. god! <laughs> oh, yeah. How good's that? I mean, that was the only way I knew whether or not I had a sex life if I, if I had any pants on.
0: Pants on. But yeah, yeah now
1: so I've not heard um, Elaine and Sarah phone yet. Yeah? I've not heard that one. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it. But, the yeah, but now, do you know well, what? Well,
0: I... I, I was just writing about that um because I'm, I'm starting to write a little bit of a, a book thing, a sobriety book here. Um, um, and I was just writing about um, alcohol, and I was writing about that it's, it is an anaesthetic. Craig Beck calls it an anaesthetic. And, you know, we use anaesthetic for all sorts of things, numbing all sorts of things, don't we? You know, even surgery. And what what a lot of people don't realize is is anaesthetic doesn't actually make you unconscious. What anaesthetic does, it stops you remembering. It stops you being able to focus on what's going on. So that's why you can still function and do things like have sex but you need to look to see whether the boxer shorts are on or off because of the memory has gone because it, it has neathetised you and your mind and your brain. Well,
1: well, at least now, when I wake up on a Sunday morning, I now know exactly where my boxer shorts are. <laughs> on the chandelier where I left them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I've been waiting for that Fantastic. one. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, yeah and
1: like, yeah, but going back to like yeah, we g wanna say the role grown I was all over the age eighteen. Um but yeah now I mean if you are sort of you know, sober um so bedroom exercise sober it is mate, it so, it's like it's just so much better. I'm not like I'm not like an Olympic champion now. Whereas before then, I, mean, I couldn't even finish, whereas before then, I couldn't even finish the race, let, let alone make the podium. And <laughs> you, know so, you finished the, the
0: race, you couldn't remember whether you'd done it or not anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've done it last before. I would come last oh. or, or, or first, I don't know.
0: Oh, but, yeah, that's
1: God. once you've got the subject out in the open, that is, yeah, that is one of the reasons you think, I've got to stop fucking drinking, you know. Mm. Um. So, yeah, but, yeah, going back to Sarah and... Um, um, and Elaine, also, I've been speaking to Sarah quite a bit in the last couple of weeks, and because um, I don't read any quick which I am going to start now. I mean, she thinks I'm a, an, an illiterate f- oh, shit. She calls me so. She's actually now taking on herself. She's done the first one yesterday. She's she's reading to me um, and Annie Grace um, oh, and Naked so- Mind, chapter yeah. by chapter. I've got my own personal audio book. I woke up. Oh, small I've got chapter one <laughs> from, oh, from Sarah. Yeah, oh, love! I want to give this community. You, you know, are like,
0: amazing. I'm, like, I'm, yeah, she's amazing. Like, I've
1: got I've got some like American, but they're stuck in the rock in Colorado. <laughs> I like a bedtime story. <laughs> some gays in Essex, it's like you couldn't make that up. Like, thank you, Sarah. It's I, so funny. Like...
0: Yeah, one of the things with this miss with Sarah is like, no, is not an answer. She will find a way. <laughs> she will find your way for you (laughs) and she will she will do it so that's that's brilliant absolutely brilliant oh i love that well i think that's a a brilliant note to end on um it sounds like you're back on the sabre train and riding it well there's going to be some bumps along the track we know that it's not all going to be smooth um but you know keep using your tools um keep podcasting keep listening. And not another drop, no matter
1: what. Before, before you go, I mean, that, that's what I was going to say, be, because um, we say you've got to keep using, using your tools and keep fighting. I mean, when I finished the last podcast I done with you, um, I said that we're battling alcoholics and it's like we've got to like battling alcoholism. And that is such a fucking depressing fault. That you've got to do this for the rest of your life, battling alcoholism, being a battling alcoholic is so depressing. Mm. But what I've done, I've, t- I've turned that around now, and, and bollocks that I'm I'm gonna be fighting for sobriety. If like there's gonna be times I think in the in the future, if I do fall again, I don't want to, but if it does, yeah, I'll get it back and I'll be fighting for my sobriety. I'm gonna spend the rest of my life fighting for sobriety rather than mm. battling alcoholism. I'll be fighting for sobriety and that's what we've got to keep doing. That's what I'm going to keep doing. Rather than being a bachelor alcoholic. I'm a sobriety fighter because I love it so much. I just, you know, I don't want it to go.
0: Look, that's great. That's a great way of turning thoughts around, isn't it? And just coming back to, you know, again, where you said that you think people like me and others are done. We're not done. We do have to work it every single day because I'm just learning who I am, you know, after all these years. I'm, I'm 57 and I'm just discovering me. Um So we do have to keep working it. It is hard. But the way I look at it as well is like, look at all the effort we used to put into drinking, you know, getting ourselves out, going down, getting more alcohol, um, you know, getting all all the things we used to do, planning our day around where we could get a drink. It was hard work. Drinking was hard work. And if I could put that much work into being drunk, I can put as much work into being sober and having a good life and living again.
1: But you're, no. you're still having to work it
0: quite a bit, are you? Yeah, I think you have to work it every day, every day. You don't have to work the voice and that. That doesn't come so much. But actually, you you have to work your emotions, your feelings, and actually discovering who you are. And I was somebody mm. that always needed to know where I was going, where I was heading, what life was giving me. And now I actually enjoy not knowing any of that. It is like a big adventure now which is is cool and I'm finding the girl in me mm. again which is fun too
1: I don't no, think I've
0: found her before so you know no,
1: it's uh, good it's good
0: yeah so uh, just keep working on it keep working it and uh and it really is worth it it is the it is hard work um but it is the best work that you'll ever do
1: the absolute best it is, it is such it's such a good feeling yeah keep fighting is bright I was going to say that now that I've got my sobriety back is the thing that I love the most. I know you were talking the other day to King about the 20 good things about sobriety. For me, the gift that keeps on giving is the sleep. I've mentioned it a couple of times now. I mean, you cannot get over how good sleeping is, you know. Um, I used to think that I couldn't sleep without a drink, which is absolutely bullshit, because once you've got through that initial period of, say, two weeks, maybe even three weeks, sleep comes back. And I didn't know I could sleep so well. You know, there is no better feeling than when your head hits the pillow at night sober and you drift off into a nice little deep sleep, you know. Um, and in the morning, there's, it's an even better feeling in the morning, waking up sober, you know. I remember when I first quit, I used to wake up and it used to get like a sort of phantom hangover. Did you ever get that? When you'd wake up in the morning and you'd think you've got a hangover, but then after a couple of minutes, you're like, oh shit, no, I'm sober. Oh, brilliant. It, it's such a I mean, nice. Yeah. I'm still getting now, I'm still getting now, it's such a lovely, relieving feeling um, that you're sober, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, and that, that's sobriety, but when you're hungover, yeah, it, you used to wake up in the morning and like it's like you've been hit with a hammer, it's like alcohol's the headbutt me in the morning, you know, it's the it's headbutt me in the morning, and then pour a bucket of sand in my mouth, and it's like, it's like being in a, an abusive relationship with alcohol. You know, it'd be nice if you'd you in the evening. It'd be all nice. And in the morning, it would headbutt you, uh, put a sand, pour, pour a bucket of sand in your mouth, and kick you out of bed. They'd so go, oh, fuck off to work, you prick. Go on. And he'd kick you out of the house. And then you go to work all day. And you'd feel like shit, wouldn't it? You'd feel, like, oh, you, you yeah. feel really bad. you feel terrible. Mm. you are feel bad about yourself. And then, but it's come sort of midday, one o'clock, he'd start texting you again. Like, oh, I'm really sorry about this morning. You know, I didn't mean it. Da, la, la. And you start going, oh, okay. So look, should we meet up again tonight and we meet, and we make it right? And you start, oh, okay, all right. Then all afternoon, you start thinking about him again. You go, oh, he's all right. He didn't mean it. Okay. And it's like being in that kind of abusive relationship. So like, you go, oh, okay, so you then take him back and you then meet him again that evening. You look forward to it. And you meet him. And it'd be oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry too. You'd have a drink together, and you'd have a nice night, a lovely evening, and you wake up in the morning, bang, you'd butt you again. <laughs> all yeah. in your mouth. So go oh, fuck off out, fuck off to work, you prick. And you back, yeah. it's back to that again, you like, it's like being abused. But then when you meet sobriety, like she she loves you, do you know what I mean? She wakes you up in the morning and she's like, you wake up and you're like, yeah, yeah, you like you're a little kiss, and it was all straight, oh, good morning. And it's nice, it's beautiful, you know? it's like, yeah, it's like being in love, you know. And then you, you go to work and you can't stop thinking about her. You know, she makes you feel good, you know. She makes you feel nice, um, <laughs> makes you feel good about yourself. But then you still get alcohol knocking on your door because, like, you still get attracted to it. Even though you're now in a relationship with sobriety, you still get feelings for alcohol, you know. And he can't even now, and again, he phones you up and, and text you, and you still got sort of, like, yearnings for him because he's like, he's like the bad boy. Alcohol's like the bad boy. Isn't like, everyone likes the bad boy.
0: The forbidden fruit now, yeah. Forbidden yeah, fruit,
1: yeah. yeah. He's like the rock and roll star, he's he's like the rock and roll star, but you know it's going to end in tears. Um, yeah. but you still can't help yourself. Oh, okay, we'll, it. we'll go back to him. You go go back to like two or three nights with him again, and bang, you get treated, bang, he kicks you out. So, and that's all like a comparison. But the sleep it's just like the, you know, the, the gift that, that keeps on giving it is like the one, probably the best things without with uh, with, with sobriety. Um, but. As I said to you as well. I mean, like I said I probably won't be doing any more podcasts for a while because I want to I want to concentrate now on, on like my master sobriety. I mean I look at other people on the on the app and say they they're done. Um, but I'm still that work in progress. I still want to you know I want to keep a low profile now and just get me down and, and work on, on what I'm doing, you know, good reading the books, etc. Because if I was to have like a blip, I think maybe like whether it's next month, two months, I don't know. I, I mean look all I know is right, I'm not I don't know if I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if I'm not gonna have a drink next month. I don't know if I'm not gonna have a drink next week. All I know is I'm not gonna have a drink today. Do you know, what I mean that's why I'm back now. I'm back mm-hmm. to one day at a time. All I know is I'm not gonna drink today. And then I don't. Then tomorrow I'm gonna say I'm not gonna drink tomorrow. I'm back to that stage now. I can't say what I'm gonna do in a month's time or two months' time. I'm just going one day at a time, um, which is why now really just want to get my head down and sort of concentrate on one Because If I was to slip again, month or two months' time, I'd be too ashamed sort of come back onto town or onto the app or anywhere, but I'll just, <laughs> I'll go missing. So I want to sort of, you know, just do my own thing now, and just concentrate, I've got my own little community going on again now, back on the app, like right? so all the early days and just everyone's helping each other and it's good, so I'm active on the app. Um, but yeah, I just want to sort of, you know, crack on really and and, and keep my head down now, really. Good,
0: and, and that's a really good sort of um, resource and tool, isn't it? And a strategy is knowing um when we need to go and work around sobriety because it can get quite easy and I've done it and I did it a lot especially in the beginning that you you give out and you give out and you give out and you give back you give back give back and then you don't sort of kind of um work on yourself so much and I think sort of that with me was when I got to my year I just didn't feel it I was just like oh and I think what a lot of that was actually about was yeah it's because it doesn't take over my life 24 7 anymore i I just accept the fact that i don't drink now um but also the fact that I realised there was lots of stuff that I still needed to work on. I was, I was a year sober and I still had shit that I hadn't worked on because I'd been so busy helping everybody else and working everybody else that I wasn't working on me. So I think, you know, it's a really, really important thing. We, also, we always say connection is key, but we also have to have time to connect with ourselves as well. That is really important that we need to take time out to do that.
1: That's what I was going to do. Karina, check your phone, right, because I've just sent you a photo because um, my 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 journey started like at the nearly a year and i took a photo when i was on day two um now the only reason i took this photo on day two was because i thought i was looking better i mean i only wish now i took a photo on day zero But I took the photo on day two because I thought, you know what, I'm looking all right here. I'm getting getting better already after only two days. I'm gonna look like bloody Brad Pitt in about a year's time. (laughs) Uh, Okay, not quite that good. (laughs) But if you if you look at that photo, if you
0: look at that
1: photo, right? Mate, I'm dying. Right? Mm -hmm. I am dying in that photo, literally dying. That is what 17 bottles of wine and two bottles of scotch a week does to you. I'm dying, I was killing myself. And um, the thing is, right? I look at that photo now. I just look so sad, and I was sad. Um, and there was no reason to be sad. Um, because when I look at my life now, really, I mean, for probably the first time in my life, I haven't really got any stresses. I didn't have when I was drinking, right? And, and I look at it. I've I've not got any money problems. I've not got any debts. That's the main thing in life which people stress about, and and, and turn to drink for. I haven't got no debt. Um, I've got a, a marriage where well, I've been married for 23 years. I've been doing something right. I've got three beautiful daughters. I've got a house. I'm up with a mortgage. You know, I, there's nothing. The only thing that's missing from my life was happiness. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I couldn't see that because I was happy when I was drinking. Um, but I realized now that it was the only thing I was missing was happiness. And now I've stopped drinking. I'm happy. So, l- lucky <laughs> enough, I mean, I've got everything I want. And that was, drink was stopping me. Drink was, I was two or three mistakes away from losing the fucking lot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. And that was down to drink. And now I've got my happiness. I've, I've, I'm lucky. I've got, you look at other people in the life and people got stresses, like, that are worth stressing about. They've got things going on. I haven't got nothing. And I was I would have sacrificed all of that for drink. Uh, but, yeah, have a look at that. I don't, if you want to use that photo, yeah. the episode, the podcast. Have a look. I was, I was going to do it. I was, I was yeah. going to post it before and after post, that, post it in twelve months time, but I've done it now because it's probably going to be my last podcast for a while. But yeah, yeah. so I was. I mate, think... Look, I was dying. I was literally dying.
0: Yeah, you could just see sort of how bloated you are and how dead, dead in the eyes. It's just that that emptiness, isn't it? A look of emptiness in in the eyes, and now sort of how you are now is just such an amazing difference. So I think it would be really, really good to to post that and yeah. use it. Um, yeah, for the we could use it for this this actual recording to, yeah do
1: it yeah,
0: on now. do that yeah and then i'll do, an, I'll do another past one if, in two
1: months time
0: so. yeah i mean get you to put on the before and after as well that would be really cool so it's on there yeah. on the page yeah. people to see brilliant well it's been great talking to you i should talk to you again soon and uh until then everyone i hope you've enjoyed this podcast and i'll be back no doubt with another happy hour next i think um and we'll speak to you all again soon take care